Welcome to the Sharing is Caring podcast. My name is Rahel Poppis and I'm your host. This podcast is all about our subconscious mind, inner peace and self-therapy to make your life easier. Enjoy the journey to your self-fulfillment. Learn, listen and become free because sharing is caring. Today I'm having a super special guest. I'm super honored to have him here because he has an amazing project and I actually met him through a friend on Instagram um, that I saw that they have this amazing project. It's called Buy Food with Plastic and I followed this guy without knowing that I will ever meet him in person and suddenly he was standing in front of me telling about his project and I said oh my god you are this guy who did this amazing amazing project so <laughs> welcome on the show Khalil Radi. Hey Rahel thank you very much for being here and <laughs> it's a great honor yeah to start this podcast with you I'm really looking forward it's the first time for me so I'll try my best. Uh, and... You will do amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see. Um, so tell me I want to know all of your story. I don't even know it by myself and our listeners doesn't, don't know it as well. So tell us all about your history and story of becoming this owner or founder of this amazing, amazing project that you have. <laughs> okay. Well, um, everything started actually with a surf trip to Nicaragua mm. in 2018. And the goal was just to fulfilling a dream and living next to the ocean and surf every day for two, three months. That was the goal, actually. But then when I flew from, I was living in Colombia back then for a year, and I was packing my stuff, getting ready for my awesome surf trip. And then I received emails from Copa Airlines that I can change my uh, destination because of the riots in Nicaragua itself. And I was like, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it was, the problem in Nicaragua was the following. Um, currently, the president Ortega, he just decided from one to the other day that people who work have to pay 10% more into their pension funds. And people who are already retired they will receive 10% less. Wow. Pension, yeah. And then what happened was many people went on the streets, obviously, because 10% is a lot for them, especially they almost have nothing for the moment. And then always more and more people went on the street. And then unfortunately, um, a kid or like it was a student got killed by the police. And then the public said, now you have to leave. And the riots became bigger and bigger and bigger and more people died. And I was sitting in Colombia and I was asking myself, should I go or shouldn't I? And I did a lot of research if I should or not. And I talked to the guys where I wanted to stay at the beach and they just confirmed that at the beach, everything is fine. It's just a little bit more difficult to, to get from the airport to that place. And then I also talked to a driver very long through Facebook and he convinced me to come. And I don't know, it really, I really had this positive feeling of going there. So I went and uh, I had to change my flight in uh, Panama and then from Panama to Managua. And that was kind of strange because it was only me and 10 locals in the airplane. 
And then I arrived in Nicaragua and um, you could really see how the economy just dropped. Like yeah. no tourists anymore, many restaurants had to close. So I was happy to be there and at least pay, yeah, pay for, my, for my little bungalow that they can rubbish on the floor. And um, there was a little lake where like little kids were playing and next to them were used diapers. And in the beginning I could look away, but then afterwards, I really felt I have to do something against it. And um, I'm not rich at all, but I felt compared to them, we have so much privilege and I'm healthy. So I want to do something, at least having a little bit of impact. And then what I did was like, I'm not a local, so I don't know the local problems. What are the most severe local problems? So I just talked to the surfers and asked them, hey, what would you do if I would give you a hundred dollars? And then the surfer was like, I would, give, I would buy food for the children. And I was like, what, why? <laughs> and I mean, everything grows here. And he was like, yeah, true. But since we depend so much on tourism, locals forgot how to cultivate like food, how to grow that by your own. So they just work in hostels, hotels and restaurants. And due to the fact that everything is closed, they lost their jobs and have no money anymore to provide food for the children. And then I was like, okay, shit. I mean, the hunger problem comes before the plastic problem. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, just providing them with food, in my opinion, it's also not an option because they won't learn anything and mm-hmm. I will not be able to provide food the whole time because I'm also leaving and everything. So what I realized in life is, it is very important that we need to learn that you have to work for your food on the table. So I didn't have a solution in the beginning. And then, yeah, I was thinking a lot, how could we do, how can I do something against Mm it? And so the idea came actually up, okay, we have actually three severe problems. We have the problem of hunger. We have the problem of unemployment. And we have the problem of plastic. There's area plastic and there's, there's no recycle station in Nicaragua. So then the idea came up, why not organizing an event with music that at least they have also some hope and yeah, still can kind of a little bit enjoy their life during that crisis. And instead of buying that food with um, money, they could bring 10 plastic bottles and they would receive food for that. And it was just an idea when I walked from one surf spot back home. Mm. And, but at the end, I had no idea where I should do it or how I should do it. So I met Jaffet, he was working there, and I was telling him this idea. And he was like, okay, yeah, that could actually really work. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I need to know what we have to buy and who will cook it and where we will organize the event. And it was... For me, it was very overwhelming because the, the other day he came with all the information. <laughs> we Problem re- solved. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote to my friends and everything. And I think the first event, like with all the food and the salaries for the locals who were cooking was like 350 US dollars. So I wrote all my friends, hey, here is a crisis. Please send something over. And yeah. Then we had the money together. We drove with the car, uh, with the motorcycle to the next city, bought all the food, came back with the chicken bus, 
who transported all the ingredients. And then we were cooking yeah, outside with wood and everything, preparing everything. And then we started the, the event at 12. But there were, like, I thought they will, maybe 20 people will come or they will all come too late. But it was crazy. Like, <laughs> 50 people arrived already at 10 a.m. Waiting, waiting for the food with the bottles. And there were so many children and was overwhelmed. Like, 180 yeah, people, mainly kids, came. And yeah, I, I couldn't believe oh that, that it will work that well. Yeah. And then. We did this, did this, we did this event and uh, Chalfred also said, we need a piñata. And I was like, why do we need a piñata? Like, we can't buy a piñata. It's like it's donation money. It was like, no, believe me, we need that. And then I was like, okay, like it's their culture. So we had also this piñata and it was so much fun. How, like you've really seen how happy the kids are and that we're really having an impact. And then we were sitting on this, yeah, 1,800 bottles. And to be honest, I had no clue what to do with it. <laughs> that was my question. Like, why would you do an event and have bottles of plastic and not do, you were just shifting from, from being at the beach to one kind of big pile? Yeah, exactly. I was just, I just did what I could without thinking too far. And uh, I think that's why it worked. <laughs> and then a German girl actually came up and she was like, hey, can I have this almost 2000 plastic? I was like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do with it? Take it. And she was like, yeah, I want to build a house. I was like, what? Like, is she crazy? Like that, that, that what kind of house it is impossible. But then I started to investigate and uh, do research and I realized it's really possible actually. And um, when I came back from Nicaragua, I also went to the ETH and talked to a professor just to really make sure it makes sense and it is also healthy for the people who live in that house. And um, yeah, he said it's much more stable, it's more flexible against um, hurricanes and it isolates much better. So yeah, go for it. And then we did a huge charity event. It was a stand-up comedy event, collected all the money. And yeah, we built one house for a mother with four children. Wow. And since then we had 22 events and 20 of them were organized just by the locals. And I think... Wow. So you have been here in Switzerland and organizing by phone calls and Skype yes organizing events wow yeah i think that that is actually the seeing all these kids having fun and seeing that we really have impact building a house for a family and seeing how they can help themselves mm -hmm. is really nice and we hope to yeah to scale that project up and bring it to as many communities as possible how many people do you have in Nicaragua for, for this event or how to organize this event? How many people are necessary? Mm -hmm. 11 people and one DJ, so 12 in total. Wow. And how much money is needed to organize an event? Of like, um, since we currently all volunteer here in Switzerland, one event costs 350 Swiss francs or US dollars. And how many people can you feed with that money? 100, 150 meals we can provide. Wow. <laughs> and how many plastic bottles you do the children have to bring or the people have to bring to get a meal? 
10 plastic bottles. 10 plastic bottles. Yes. That's a pretty easy drop for a meal. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did on. Many people ask us, why aren't you rising the amount of plastic bottles? Mm -hmm. But the, the answer is actually we don't want to rise it because we don't want to increase consumption of plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. So currently, it's, that's why it's on 10. Mm -hmm. And people bring, also, like there are a lot of people, they also bring 30 or 40 bottles just for, from their own consumption. So I think I would say the half of the, of the guests bring more than 10 plastic bottles. It's just wow. 10 is minimum. But there we really have to do also more research with the locals and re yeah, investigate how many bottles are they consuming every month, like normally, mm -hmm. and then we can adjust um, the amount. Of the amount. Wow. So we talked about how many bottles you have to bring, then how much, and then you get a meal, how much it costs, how many volunteers or employees you have. Um, how long does it take to build a house or what is the plan of the, all of these plastic bottles? Do you know already what it's going to happen with mm -hmm. bottles? Yeah, the house, we had around four or five months to build the house. And now we have, we also had to build our own containers because it doesn't exist there. So currently we're storing the plastic bottles mm -hmm. because we're working on a machine who can recycle these plastic bottles. And the goal Which everybody's is, waiting for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like recycle it and produce products out of it. Mm -hmm. And our goal or our vision is where mm -hmm. like locals can work recycle the plastic and make really nice products out of it. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. What about, I mean, this, I mean, this organization or the founding of this organization was just like, okay, I will try this with, with an event. And then it suddenly has become bigger and bigger. And you found a lot of people who are donating or want to help you. Or I think, I, I believe you get overwhelmed by also people wanting to help you and what can people actually do to support this project? Yeah, the best thing actually how they can support is just that they do it by their own in their communities. Yeah. I think this idea is not to make any, to become rich or whatever. Like everybody should steal that concept, this idea and do it in their communities. Wow, what, yeah, so what we, happened worldwide for you that like people reach out from, I don't know, India or Africa or anything to you to support or, yeah. or understand the system? Yeah, like there, I think social media is great. Like we receive so many requests from, yeah, actually really from India, from Nigeria, from Sri Lanka, from Haiti, from Morocco, um, now Ghana. They're like locals at grassroots level ask us, hey, please bring this concept to our community. We need something like that. Mm -hmm. And we would love to do it. Yeah, but now what? we realize, sorry, yeah? Yeah, sorry, continue, yeah. And uh, we, we would love to go to all these countries or the best would be just doing it online and explain how they can do it. But then we are... Then we realized, okay, volunteering just for Nicaragua, that it is possible to have one event every month. We can, we can manage it. But if we go to other countries and scale it up, 
we need people who work full time for that project wow. because it, it's yeah. so much coordination organization. So now we're actually in the phase where we are looking for funding to fund best case three people here in Zurich headquarters to really scale buy for your plastic up and bring it yeah to all communities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. What are the difficulties that you have with the events or with your foundation or for yourself? What is what are the difficulties you're facing? I mean, the project always sounds amazing and everything, but I'm sure there are downsides as well when it comes to um, to actually building a, a kind of like a foundation like this. Mm -hmm. It like there are parts like in I think everybody has that in life where you're very motivated and everything goes well. Mm -hmm. But there are also phases where everything is very hard and you feel like there is no end and you have to work really hard and keep motivation high. I think that balancing that is quite a challenge. And like the biggest challenge in helping other people is not forgetting yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter actually how you're helping or what you're doing. Like if you're not doing well, then you will not be able to help other people. Mm. And learning to be an egoist sometimes is quite difficult. Mm. And currently, like, I can't say if it will be a challenge because we haven't asked anyone right now for donating that amount of money that we could um, be employed by the organization because um, we're now investigating like which associations could help us or which foundations. But yeah, in a couple of months, we will see if it will be a challenge to get a lot of funding or not. Yeah. And yeah, just living with, I think for the whole team, living with the unknown, we don't yeah, have the, the whole game. bureaucracy, right? Of not knowing yeah. of how it will continue or what you're going to face. Exactly. I think that is quite a challenge because yeah, every individual is taking mm. a lot of risks to, to make this world a better place. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just amazing of, I didn't know this story of that. You were just like, Oh, I'm going on a surfing trip and I will just uh, organize an event with people bringing their plastic bottles, but actually not knowing what to do with these plastic bottles. <laughs> and I just think it's amazing that you just stayed in this process like, okay, I'm now sitting on a bunch of plastic bottles and I don't know what to do with it. And then suddenly there was this idea of building um, houses. And now I think the most amazing part of, is, part of it is that you solved so many problems in this world of, you know, the plastic pollution, then giving people food and then actually shelter and the recycling. So I'm like... How is this even possible of, you know, you at the beginning, not even knowing what's going to happen, but now you have achieved such a great um, project, which solves so many problems. Yeah, thank you very much. Rohan. It's really nice to hear. But there is one thing for me, which is really important to claim is like, I'm always saying I'm just the guy who... <laughs> who, started, who started the fire but it's just burning because all the other people are helping like exactly seriously like it's not it's not me no who, 
who made that all possible. I just, but it, it was so interesting of you just giving a stone into it and then somebody yeah. else came in, coming, oh, I have another stone and I have another yeah. a pebble and I have another crystal and all, the, all of this project has, is existing because so many people believe in this project and want to have an impact on everything. Yeah, th th I think that that is amazing. Like I haven't, like, obviously, I was dreaming of it that many people will help, but that it will be so so much help from everywhere. Like young people, old people, black people, white people, gays, haters, like from everywhere. Everybody wants to help, and there is like I think that I really like about our community. Everybody is welcome mm -hmm. if they want to help, and I think that is. That is very beautiful that it made such a firework. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, and it's that what you say, it's it's you are the the front page of the project, but then you alone would never be able to carry all of this because no. you need all of the hands you can get to actually make everything work. Yeah, like seriously, like there is like a huge, huge thank you to, to the whole team, like mm -hmm. Anna, Xenia, Elena, Rubina, Lorenzo, and all the other ones. Like without them, it, it, would, it wouldn't exist. Like it would be impossible. And for like also without the donations and the trust people have in us. And they, I mean, I know how much, how, hard it is to yeah to make money and then you give it to a cause i think it's just beautiful and without all these people we couldn't have have you know, we couldn't have any impact yeah amazing <laughs> how can people reach out to you or um give their their contribution um yeah, you can ask google <laughs> just type in <laughs> google buy food with plastic um, our website is buyfoodwithplastic.org or our home, our Instagram is also buyfoodwithplastic or Facebook. There you can reach us. Yeah, the, uh, the, the easiest. Donate, uh, subscribe, follow. Exactly. We will have everything <laughs> in the show notes. Yes, if you have uh, some millions on the side and want to make the world a better place, <laughs> we're very, very needing it to yeah to employ people and bring this to the next level. It would be amazing if we would have like a major donor who would really support us. I think right now that is the most needed thing we need. Like yeah, we need funding to to employ people to bring it to other communities mm -hmm. to coordinate everything properly and to have also proper impact and educate the people about um, the plastic pollution and how to cook healthy. I think, yeah, please help us. <laughs> yeah. What is your, for our listeners, what do you think, what comes from yourself that you think is important to do by everyday life that we can actually have an impact on the mass or the whole world? Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know the numbers right now, but I think maybe one billion of people, they don't have access to water and there are seven billions, they have access to water. And so actually it should be somehow possible that these seven billions can help the other ones. Maybe the numbers are not exactly right, but there are much more people, they have a good life instead of people who are not having a good life. So if each person would help, a person in poverty, we wouldn't have any poverty. 
So yeah. Yeah, don't forget and having severe problems, mm-hmm. we actually really have the possibility to make contribution. Wow. Thank and you for those words. <laughs> it was amazing. And thank you for being on the show. I loved to hear about the project that of stuff that I didn't even know, I, although I talked to you several times about this, but <laughs> I'm super happy to know more and yeah, what, what your philosophy is or what your vision is and what you're working on. So thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you, Rahel. It was wonderful. <laughs> you take and care. Me too. You and too. we will speak too. soon. Thank you. Yes. See you. Bye-bye. Like <laughs> <laughs>